another day, another FPL pod. Jack, crazy week. We just had game week 14, about to step into game week 15. But most importantly, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. Loving it. <laughs> Loving it being in the mix of the crazy game weeks. Um, yeah, I love this time of year. Favourite time of year. Used to be because of Christmas. Now it's because of the, the FPL fixtures. So as I go into adulthood, December just keeps on giving. Different kinds of gifts yeah, now. Exactly. Virtual, virtual gifts. Virtual point gifts. gifts. How, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, great. As you said, quick fire now having to put these you know turn these pods around quickly because there's so much mm. to talk about and no time so boom. No. good let's get it done so we're going to do a short one this week aren't we josh that is the plan uh because of just so much football In as we now. said you know the game we've got less than 24 hours before the next next game starts so let's just jump in have a quick find out how we got on in game week 14 our plans and we're just going to cover some key topics ahead of game week 15 as well. Simple, simple stuff. Done diddly un. Um, so let's jump right in, Jack. How was your game week 14? Yeah, it was a bit of a damp squib in the end. 61 points, slightly above the average, I think four points above the average, which as you know, I always, I'll always take. Um, but sadly, a slight red arrow, uh, about 90k places down from 1.1 mil to 1.19 mil. So, yeah, not great, actually. It ends my successive run of uh, green arrows. And it started so well. You know, it started pretty well with the Salah captaincy coming in. The Rafinha last-minute penner was a, was a really nice one. And it was just down to Sunday. I had Kanan and Buemo playing. Um, but they both blanked. It was painful. It was painful, really, to watch. And then Ronaldo and Man United doing well. Arsenal still getting in the points, despite the 3-2. It was just not the Sunday I needed, really. Uh, I'm saying Sunday. It wasn't Sunday, was it? It was like Wednesday. In my mind, it's a Sunday. It's Wednesday, <laughs> or whatever it was. Thursday. Thursday. It was Thursday. <laughs> it was Thursday. What's going on? That's, that's December That's where you. we are. That's where that's, we are in FBL. That's where we are now. now. Yeah. I just, yeah, view the second round. The last batch of fixtures is a Sunday, but it isn't. Um, so yeah, really only Salah and Rafinha and a, a clean from Connor Cody were my only returns, really. A couple of save points from Sanchez. But yeah, disappointing from Trent and Cancelo. Uh, yeah, and Buemo, King and Kane just continue the trend of this season's um, strikers disappointing. So I had Dennis on the bench again with a haul. This last week he came on with 10 points. This week he stays on my bench with nine points. So sorry, Dennis. One day I'll start you. But not today. So yeah. That, that bit... lightning is striking pretty often for tennis. It's a it it's a thunderstorm around Watford, isn't it? It's a bloody thunderstorm <laughs> around the uh the Hornet's nest. But yeah, Vicarage Road. But there we go. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him. But how did you get on, man? Well, one point more than you. So, as you said, Jealous. above the average. <laughs> Jealous of that one point. Uh, above the average, but a red arrow. Just a bit of a kind of good to get over the average, but annoyingly, some of the halls for players that both of us, you know, didn't have were quite have quite high ownership. So Ronaldo, mm-hmm. no son, those kind of players, which are projected other people in our mini leagues up and it's kind of left us in the, in the lurch a little bit or left like hanging onto the coattails so same same as you really the only the big players for me were Salah 
notably, and Jota and Diaz. So annoyingly, Rafinha was on my bench, but, you know, Jota kind of got those points difference for you and Diaz with the goal um, from my side. So a lovely bonus that is for you. Very rare. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, he's been the one that's been rotated a bit recently, probably the one on the chopping block in my defence, trying to look to get Mm. one of those Chelsea defenders in. And then he does this and just kind of reminds you that maybe there is a reason to keep him in. But the one thing we'll get around, we'll get onto it, but you know, the lack of cleans this week, I think it was only three teams um, getting clean sheets. Well, that was going into the Thursday fixtures. Mm. So, um, but yeah, cast, it does make you think a little bit about those attacking defenders being for sure, like giving you another, something else to kind of focus on. But yeah, for me, annoying having Rafinha on the bench, just, I thought about it a lot, so I can't really complain. It wasn't an accident. I purposely put him there. What was your th- I was going to ask you what you think thinking was playing. You brought Mitchell in, obviously, for, for the doubtful Duffy. Why did you yeah. play Mitchell over Rafinha? It was just that thing of Leeds not looking great recently, Rafinha looking like the only bright spark. And actually, the last game I saw Rafinha play, he didn't look great at all, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought, uh, maybe this is, you know, just a bit of, not luck, but his ability shining through in these other games, but that's not going to happen every game. And I was just quite confident on that Palace clean, really. I was a bit you nearly bullied got it, into thought oh, And then Rafinha, <laughs> but, ironically, wiping it out for you. I mean, that's FPL for you, isn't it? Yeah, cheers. I mean, it's, it was a direct message from Rafinha to me saying, what are you doing? But, hey, um, boss. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so I was kind of bullied into replacing, I bullied myself into replacing Duffy because I would have lost that transfer otherwise. I spent a long time thinking who to bring in and settled on Mitchell. It was between him and Tavares. Um, and I'm happy with Mitchell, you know, for the medium term, but just annoying they didn't get that clean. Yeah, brilliant. Like, yeah, Palace. Yeah, Palace. Well, we'll talk about them in the uh, <laughs> in one of our questions. I think they're they're slipping a little bit, aren't they? After a great run. So. Annoying. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, game week How are you sitting overall? Was it a red arrow? Like me? Red Arrow, th- 340,000. So, um, 40k. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Quite well positioned. Need some, you know, consistent green arrows to try and get in that top kind of 200 is the next target, really. 200,000 is the next uh, big milestone for me, I think. Yeah. I think you'll make it. Oh, cheers. You'll make cheers. it. <laughs> Happy for you. Uh, <laughs> cool. Shall we go on to these questions then, Joshua? Let's do it. So, we actually haven't discussed who will be leading the questions. So maybe well, let's take it, like whoever wrote the questions, ask the questions. Fully agree. Fully let's agree. Go. So I think I wrote four and you've written four. So let's go for, I wrote the first four. So I'll ask you the first one. So Josh, it's a game week. It's a game week specific one. We're about Ooh. to go into game week 15. Who is the best captaincy option? And if it is, if you don't have Salah, who is it? It's kind of two question works. I kind of know the first answer is going to be Salah. Um, but 70%, he's 72% owned. That's 28% without him. If you're part of that 28%, who is it? If the answer to the first bit is Salah, I'll shut up now. Who's the best captaincy? Still Salah for me. Cool. So there's, there's the first part of the question, which I can tell by the way you've worded it, you knew that was going to be the answer yeah, to absolutely. the first part. Yeah. And then the second part is for any madmen out there that want to not back Salah, 
is who's who's your next best option and i think we've discussed this kind of bias towards premiums haven't we with with captaincy and i think that still exists and that's you know what i'm kind of focusing on is looking at the next premiums that are doing okay have done well recently in terms of form and then trying to say you know what fixtures have they got this next game week and the ones that jump out are you know spurs i think they're playing um norwich so you know immediately that is your sons and your canes so are those two who would you go for well look watching the game obviously last night the thursday night game Brentford were not great and they're quite open, but Kane still shows that that he wants to play because it's Spurs, but he is that disgruntled employee still, isn't he? And he I think it's tricky, isn't it? it he, he doesn't look bad by any means, but he's not prime Kane. Just losing um, that one or two percent that that his disgruntledness has cost him has maybe maybe lost the edge. Although with him, I find that he's I was angry yesterday with him for not returning so I've got him but actually having slept on it uh, he was actually pretty good he got the hockey assist for the goal he could have got a goal he, there was another time he squared it and could have had another assist he was more lively than he's been um, in previous weeks I think he's getting better and better and having Norwich I think you'd be crazy to sell him if you have him give him Norwich and, and see see where you are yeah I think Encouraging for Kane owners, but it is by no means a kind of overwhelming confidence, does it? Is it to say that, you know, I'm going to be captain him over Salah, for example, even no. Salah with a mixed fixture, you're still going to pick Salah over him. If he had hauled against Brentford, I think we might be having a different discussion a little bit. Mm. But then uh, Norwich are not the team that they were five weeks ago, are they? That's so, true as well, yeah. Although um, they did concede, they did have the highest XG see this week again so they're not they're not completely resilient yet I don't think um, and Spurs are looking better and better yeah um, I mean if, so. if I'd be shocked if Spurs didn't win put it that way um, exactly um, but yeah. at the moment you asked who is going to be the better option and Sun still looks as much of a threat as he's always done really Mr. Consistent so mm. I think when they're both on their day, when Prime Sun versus Prime Kane, Kane is Prime Kane is the probably the better pick, but mm-hmm. Sun is probably the more on in on form player, um, I'd say. So I'd pick Sun if I had to choose one for that Spurs fixture, and then you know you're looking at your other big premium assets as well. United have Palace, not terrible but not great. So you could be looking at Ronnie there because he's just obviously the the guy. Um, and then the other one is City. You know, at Watford, you're going to expect City to score goals, but we don't know really who you'd want to pick there. Um, Bernardo Silva, know. if you've got him. Yeah, I mean, great goal. I I don't even know what the XG is on that shot, but I'm guessing it's not particularly high because it was no. an absolute banger on the volley. So Well, he's had, we're not doing the XG segment this week obviously but he's xg is actually pretty it's 0.2 per game and he's xg his xa is 0.18 per game so the the stats in i do i did think about getting him this week but the stats indicate with him that it might not last this this purple patch so i know those stats aren't everything but yeah captaincy i, I wouldn't go near him no i mean he's 
in the absence of all the big boys at City, he's filled the void, isn't he? From yeah, an he's, been brilliant. he's been their best player, hasn't he? Yeah, and, and you know, Foden's coming back from injury now. De Bruyne is still injured. Gundogan's got a knock and normally fills that kind of attacking playmaker role when De Bruyne is not in the team. So, you know, a lot of the big guys, and obviously Sterling's kind of been in and out in at the moment, but you never know what's going to happen in the next game week. So, um, and Jesus has been streaky, isn't he? Like good in moments, mm. not so good in others. So like Bernardo Silva's been the the guy, but I can't see that lasting for the rest of the season. But yeah, I know what you mean. Ride, you can ride the purple patch, but I wouldn't back him to the point of captaining him above of, you know, someone like Sun, for example. Um, but then you could go for the differential and try and go for a defender um, with with that team. But then, you know, Watford are looking decent with the Dennis's and Kings. So. City, City do league goals, don't they? I mean, Villa got one. They could have had another one. I think, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere. It's a bad idea to go for a defender regardless of the team. It's now a thing with the captaincy. Um just don't want to linger on this question too much, but say you don't have Salah, but you do have a Jota or a Mane. Like Jota is outperforming Salah XG-wise. Would he be a consideration? For sure. I think anyone... You take Salah off the table, Jota and Mane are still great captaincy picks in their own right. Um, it does... With everything that happened with Spurs, obviously the whole captain-vice-captaincy maybe splitting them across different fixtures or whatever to back yourself is mm-hmm. is always a consideration. So Salah's always going to be eclipsing him, isn't he? But if you want that differential, um, you know, happened happened in recent weeks, isn't it, where Jota's outperformed, as you said. Mm-hmm. So get a little jump on your your rivals. But for me, it's still Salah consist- consistently just because he, he hauls, what, when's his last blank? It's, he just continues to return. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's enough of that one. Mm-hmm. Well done, Josh, your boy. Um, number two, we've just kind of ta- again, we've just kind of talked about it. Is Bernardo Silva worth a look in um, after his recent form? What do you think? Yeah, we talked about it in the context of captaincy, and I thought that was one step too far. But in terms mm-hmm. of bringing him in as an asset. Yes, you know, Pep's been singing his praises. Don't know what that means long-term for him. Probably for no, that's, that's the dreaded backing <laughs> of the board, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah Pep loves him benched. But. It dropped. Uh, but I think, yeah, way into that Man City um, midfield attacking line, he's he's the guy at the moment, if you want to get in there. Caveat is, road, whether it's next week or three weeks or five weeks' time, you're going to be worried that he's going to be rotated um, to a higher risk factor than you know most other assets completely, aren't you? So, um, but what are you thinking? Do you think he's worth the risk? Yeah, I, I like him. Seven point four. He's another one of those similar to when Grealish was getting at the team. It's not like you. It's not Kevin De Bruyne or Sterling cash where if they're benched suddenly you've got a really cheap team around them. I think seven point. So mid seven to eight mil is is worth it for a city mid that seems to be getting games. Regularly, he seems to be a key cog there. So yeah, he's definitely. I've got my eye on him for sure this week. Um, it's just a question of him or him or another one. Um, and we'll come on to that question now. But yeah, I I like him. I like him. I think he's he's quality, isn't he? And he's despite the low xgxa, I think he's got the quality to rise above those figures. Like he's one of the few players that could score a goal like he did against Villa. So yeah. with those xg numbers, you've got to think 
if the player is above average, the XG is based on the average player. So if the player is above average, he's probably going to outperform it. Um, yeah, so going on to question three then, Josh, with that in mind, Gallagher looks like he's playing deeper, Benteke's bench, Palace are not doing too well. Is it time to get rid of a Gallagher? And if so, who who are the best cheap mids to replace it with? Uh, it's a really tough question because I think we may be guilty of asking too much of our, you know, mid to lower price mids because at the end of the day, you know, these guys are priced at what they are for a reason. You know, they're not going to be super consistent. Maybe they're not playing for the best teams. Mm. I think it's a case of you, sometimes you need to be patient with him. Like at the end of the day, he is still one of the highest scoring mids of the season so far. And within the game week so far, you know, he had great performance towards the beginning of the season, then dropped off, then came back. There's nothing to say that, you know, this dropping off at the moment is going to take a turn again and it will mm-hmm. keep, keep performing. Um, and I think, you know, fixtures wise for Palace, I'm just bringing them up now. They've got United this week, you know, United a bit of a bounce, but still not the worst fixture in the world. Then Everton, Southampton, Watford, then through to Decent. Tottenham. So they've, they've got, you know, a good little good little run so I would say for me personally you know hold on to him through that it's not he's not going to destroy your team holding on to his value or price for those game weeks um and you know after United game the Everton Southampton Watford you may be surprised and even if he doesn't at his price point again it's you know you just rotate him to the bench over the assets but that's Gallagher. Benteke, I'm not so sold on. Um, well, but- not many people got it, did they? But it just, I think a few people jumped on him. Even when he came on, to be fair, he did have an XG of, I think, 0.8. He should have scored a header. He's good when he plays. It's just he will just get rotated with um, Zedouard, isn't it? Yeah. So I think he's, he's in a void. But is your patience gone now with Gallagher? Or are you thinking... I think I've just, if I didn't have the Embuemo fire to put out, he might yeah. be the one to, to go. But I think with the rise of the Bernardos, the Mason Mounts, the Madison looking better, ESR, I think the bigger clubs now are finding a bit of form with their, with their assets. And I think they're now looking more tempting than, than the super budget Gallagher's and Buemos. So, yeah, patience is wearing thin with me on those. Yeah, I, th- I think the danger is is ESR and Madison. I I would would not be shocked if you brought in one of those two and you find yourself in the same situation in three game weeks time, for example. Uh, maybe um, so, man. So, you know, Madison's you know hauled not hauled, massively hauled, but he's got good point returns in the last two games. His XG yeah. wasn't great for the last game, but no. we know he's missed a streak. You know, so streaky, like streaky, streaky, streaky. Streaks so, to City, those guys, aren't they? Exactly. Um, They're so, streaks yeah. to City. Um, <laughs> rubbish. Uh, my final question then, Josh, and it's a sim- these have kind of flowed into each other a bit, but we're still on those midfield spots. And we have mentioned him in the, uh, the earlier how we did review part, but Rafinha bagged a mass minute pen, much to my delight and your pain. <laughs> Is it a false dawn for him, though? Because he hasn't been... Leeds have still not looked great. I thought they did look better against Palace than, than how I'd seen them. Rafinha's the golden boy. We've both picked him up as being the best value player in the game. He got the pen. He's not normally on pens. He's actually third in the pecking order, according to Leeds fans, after Bamford and Click. So I think we can ignore pens. 
But is he, would you be looking to ship him out or do you, are you happy keeping him? I think it's, it's, it's a hold, but only just for me because mm-hmm. I think he is one of those players, like you said, Benai Silva, maybe to a slightly less degree because he's with Leeds, but we know he has the ability to get points, like score, gets assists almost out of nothing in that team. Even though the team's not performing well, he as an individual can can get those points. So I think he's still a great asset to hold on to. Um, and when you start looking at who you're comparing him to, you know, like Trossard, DSR, Madison, those kind of people, like, is he any less consistent than, than them? Well, I would say probably yeah. not. Like over the course of the season, Madison, we're only talking about now because of the last two games. Forget so, Madison. I mean, yeah, Madison is a trap. Yeah, he's a trap. Stay away. Uh, But so I guess what I'm trying to say is I've got confidence that Rafinha will continue to perform. Hopefully Mm. that's coupled with the Leeds mini resurgence when they get their players, like their team kind of... Bielsa normally likes playing the same team week in, week out. This year we've seen him change their personnel so often. He's obviously not happy. Whenever they step on a team... Hopefully it. they do. He is losing it. Um, but hopefully that will be good for Rafinha. So I like him enough to hold on to him. The only difference about the argument for Rafinha compared to Gallagher is Leeds fixtures are turning bad. <laughs> so they are. Um, so it's definitely like you wouldn't look to bring him in, and it's that's why the hold is just like it's a, just a soft hold. Yeah, for me, I think it's because he's not he's not Gallagher Price, who's like five mid five point four five point five. He's 6.6. So actually, it doesn't take that much to get up to the bracket above him, which is Bernardo Silva, Mason Mount, um, Jota, if you don't have him. So actually, he kind of is competing with those guys who I don't think he fares favourably to. So if you have the extra one mil, you can stretch a little bit. Say you are ditching a Kane, or in my case, I'll be ditching a Mane, thinking about me. So that frees up a lot of money for me. So suddenly, I'm looking at Rafinha like, Hmm, actually, mate, I could replace you with a with someone from a better team. So I think that's that's where it's tricky for me. Um, but we'll come on to our plans right at the end. I do have a question for you related Ooh. to my team about I've got I'm in a dilemma, Josh. I'm in a Friday night dilemma oh, for the Saturday. Good. So spoiler alert. Anyway, that's my four questions. Uh you ask me the next four then. And I'm sorry, but my back is up. I've injured my back quite badly and I'm on a oh, sofa. No. Absolutely. Move, move. That's why I'm squirming around. Our listeners will understand. I know. And only I've got is. this thing. So I'm going to try and... <laughs> Just hold it, hold it up. Oh God, that's, that's heaven. That's good. Oh, I'm a there, we go. there we go. There we go. It's like the question gonna... is like FPL counselling. Sit on the couch. There you go. I'm just going to hold this mic here. That's fine. Can't see it. We, uh... No, you can't. <laughs> Just gonna hold it. Let's crack on. Oh god, let's that is... go. I was so in my... so much pain then. Anyway, shut up, Jack. You're looking let's more go. comfortable. You're looking more comfortable. So much better. <laughs> so go my four it. questions, and actually the first one's yours, but I'm still gonna ask it to you. Okay. Is Man United fixtures are suddenly looking tasty? Shall we jump on that United bandwagon? Yeah, this is a real trick. I actually wrote this before the last night's game. The result. Okay. Yeah, before the result. And I think it still applies because they, they're looking a lot more solid, um, a lot more kind of vibrant in attack, especially. And it is up. good. It's it's Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle in the next five. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's tricky because this is this weekend will be officially um, the new guy's first game, won't it? 
Ragnik, yeah. Ragnik's first game. And it's not totally, there have been rumours about has Carrick picked the team, has Ragnik picked the team, are they communicating, whatever. But I think we, if you're, because Ronaldo will have turned a few heads, Sancho will have turned a few heads. But I think you leave it this game to, who are they playing? They've got... Um, this week got, coming up. Yeah, they've got uh, Palace. Yeah. So no mugs. I think you can afford to wait one game, see how he lines it, lines the team up, see how Raga lines up, and that will give us more, and see how they perform under him. And that will give us a bit more info. But I've definitely got my eye on them now, despite my United hatred. I've when got you my say them, who who is who are they? Them are the premiums there, I think. So Ronaldo, yeah. Sancho, who I'd count as a premium, and um, Bruno. Okay, they've still got it in them. They've got the talent there. Fragnik can can harness that raw power. Then I I think they're looking really good, and I think they're they're top of the watch list for me now because they go into quite a good run, don't they? Norwich after this, yeah. then Brentford, then Brighton, then Newcastle. I mean, it's you can't get a better run than that. Yeah. What do you think about them? I agree with completely, and actually, I've been looking at, at you know United assets either this week or next week Naughty. myself um and really for me probably just Ronaldo um mm. I'm a bit worried about minutes that's another question coming up which we'll get onto that in more detail yeah. but I think what is definitely true is he has you know that level of ability where he can do anything even when they're playing bad mm-hmm. but from what I've seen since you know Ollie's left is there has been a bounce, you know, that for sure, no doubt, um, noticeably, you know, over the last three games. And that's, you know, personnel's changed slightly. Sancho's come in, whatever. But the players that were there playing under Ollie still, like Fred's turned into a new player from what I've yeah, I know it's brilliant, only didn't he? Two or three games to pick from, but my God, he looks like a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's good for the, you know, those United assets because we, we said right from the beginning, don't we? Like they've got the ability. And they've got the team. It's just you wanted someone to knit them together and keep them happy. Um, and yeah, looking good for United fans. Yeah, man, agree. Lovely. So United is looking at them, and we'll just we'll have to wait and see after Ranyak comes in and we know exactly who those assets are. Uh, but that's that question done. The next question is all the defenders in FPL are looking dirty at the moment. Because the cleans seem to have dried up, for, yeah, especially yeah. for the you know even the the Chelsea's, the Cities, Liverpool as well have looked leaky this year, um, and those are the teams that you'd expect to have the best xga. So, when considering defensive assets, this is the take home point from that observation. Are you looking at the more attacking defenders to cover yourself, or are you still interested in the Diaz's and the Rudigers? You know, the Maguires, the Van Dykes. I chucked Maguire in there, but you could probably take him out of that conversation. I mean, I've never been interested in any of those centre backs <laughs> ever, for a start. Uh, I mean, it, these things ebb and flow, don't they? You get a few weeks where there's a few clean sheets in a row, a few attacking returns, and then, then sure enough, you get a, a week where every team scores and cleans are gone. So I would say, I think I read somewhere there was evidence that showed that over the Christmas period, in the intense fixture periods that clean sheets do dry up more. So that is something to, to bear in mind. But I would, 
I mean, really, when you're picking an FPL defender, a clean sheet is only one small piece of the puzzle. Ideally, you want a player who they're either budget and and better than their price. So I'd say a Connor Cody at 4.5 is, is value there because Wolves are likely to keep a few clean sheets. But the real investment in your defence goes into the players that have attacking potential. So basically fullbacks or wingbacks. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a shame when you, you Cancelo and Trent blank because Liverpool or City can see this a pointless goal. But, yeah, it's going to happen. Um so business as usual, basically. I think don't, so. Don't, Do you not? Don't read into it. I mean, I completely agree. And actually, you know, even what we've seen recently is that Diaz has scored this week, Van Dijk scored last week. Like, you you pick... The reason that you pick those defenders won't hasn't been changed by the fact that those teams are slightly underperforming in their mm. defensive stats. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Diaz was on the chopping block because, I mean, presumably you picked Diaz because City were looking great for cleans. At one point, you don't. I mean, he scored two twice as he Diaz ever in his career. He's not. You haven't picked him for the goals. I, I picked him because I thought he was the first name on the team sheet, but he's right. actually been rotated out, rotated out twice this yeah. season. After once after international breaks, and another time just you know just for rotation for Laporte. So that's why you know I bought him in, and he was missold. I was missold Diaz. So but, yeah, get a refund. <laughs> yeah. So great. Good, good answer. Thanks, Jack, for that one. No problem. Next, with the busy fixtures coming up, lots of fixtures thick and fast, will we see less minutes for the old boys like Vardy and Ronaldo? And therefore, should we take that into consideration when looking at transfers? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd say the evidence would show that Ronaldo, in Ronaldo's case, he might get rotated. He got dropped for the Chelsea game, didn't he? So I was, and I was surprised Vardy didn't get dropped midweek, to be honest. I was kind of expecting a, a rotation there, considering they've got Dakar and Ian Acho um, lined up. But I guess Brendan's probably feeling a bit, a bit of the pressure, so he needs his best striker out there. And he didn't do anything, Vardy, did he? Um, wish he was dropped. Wish he was dropped. So, yeah, I think it's likely. I don't know for sure. And again, with the United's, United's new manager, you can't tell for sure. He might just play. I'm sure Ronaldo wants to play every game. I'm sure they all do, really. Hmm. So, I mean, and if you're looking at older players who we're picking lots of, apart from Vardy and Ronaldo, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Salas and Manes, are, are they 30 now? Yeah, yeah just I mean, turned, yeah. Yeah, they're not, that's not old in football now, is it, anymore? No. I say, as a 34-year-old who never wants to stop playing. <laughs> uh, but it's not really old anymore. And these players' conditions are so good that, yeah, I just think it wouldn't surprise me. If, if the two you've mentioned are the two, the only two I'd probably be concerned about, Ronaldo and Vardy, um, the ones over 35. who They're probably the only two players over 35 who we're even thinking about picking anyway. So with those two, yes, I'd be a bit concerned, is my answer. Um, nice. You're thinking about Ronaldo. Are you? Is that the one thing holding you back with him? I think, as you said, it's a factor, but not a major one. That the the reason why we're, we're worried about him is because he plays in the team that has a strong enough squad to rotate him when he is a little bit, you know, like tired or whatever. So it's not the fact that his age, or his age is a, is a part of it, but it's because they've got people sat on the bench that can come on and do a job. So he can sit on the bench and probably the same with Vardy because of the whole Dakar and Acho, as you said. 
so as you said, I think it's only a one small part of of the um the overall decision. But the point is, Ronaldo's fixtures look great, and he has well, you know he will return like he did this week. So still in my thinking. Fair, cool. fair, fair. So and the final question, question number eight, um, it's kind of a broad question, but what has happened to the template? So it seems as though people have you know come into the template and then they've left and there's only a few that are really kind of still definitely there like Salah you know he's in there Trent maybe just but then there's cleans drying up so we've mentioned that there's loads of options with mids people dropping in and out looking good they're not looking good the same with defenders possibly and with injuries so would you be you know aggressive in chasing new players that look like they're finding form or is this a point where you take a step back and say look Let's not waste too many transfers here and just like take stock. Uh, I'd say would, the, the template is a, a mysterious, fickle mistress, isn't it? It's a weird thing. It's like sand. You think you've got it. It just filters through your hands and then it changes. Like it's a complete movable feast. And I think people talk too much about the template. They say, oh, you know, it's boring if you go template. But everyone's teams are different. Everyone's teams are always different, even if they are template. Like, yes, everyone's got Salah, but that's, I mean, like you mentioned, Salah and Trent. And that's kind of, that's and Cancelo maybe, but that's kind of it for the template, I think. There's so many options that, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the template talk because it isn't, there never is, oh, 11 players, boom. That's it. Like, it never is that. So... I don't know. And about the question of is it time to be aggressive or passive? Oh, at all. I don't know if it's ever right to be either of those because there's like, I don't consider myself either of those so much. It's more you stay, stay alert. And if you need to make a change, make the change. If your team's looking good, roll it. It's, you know, it's all that boring team dependent. It's a boring team dependent answer, isn't it? But so in my case, I've rolled a transfer midweek, got two. I'm looking to make the two because I feel I need to. I've waited till the Friday night and now I'm going to make them. So it's, yeah, and the players I'm looking at are players who, I guess I would say look for the players that are finding form because over in a dense bit of fixtures, the form can really matter. You know, it's like an it's like a four-week international tournament, December. Like, the players on form are going to play a lot of games. So catch them while they're on form. Um, but that's a, just an obvious thing to say. So I don't know what I'm saying, really. You say something on this. <laughs> well, I guess the reason that question came from me is, in past years, and a big chunks of the season, it feels like you've got that template is just the backbone of your team, which is probably like reasonably high ownership shields, almost like players that you need to have yeah. to protect yourself, you know, in your mini league, if they, they haul or whatever. But that seems to have whittled down to a very small number of players at this moment in time. Yeah, And what true. that means is there's just a big list of players, which, you know, just flowing like round in big cycles. And I was just saying, trying to think from the perspective of, is this where you just have to accept the fact that, you know, there is no kind of backbone that everyone is sharing and you just got to embrace that idea that, you know, players will just jump into form for a couple of game weeks. You just got to chase that as quickly as possible. 
um, rather than just sit on your players like your Antonios who were template six game weeks ago or you know were good and, and locked in six game weeks ago um, but I think you mentioned it's it's never it's not black and white is it? it's something in the middle people like Antonio be aggressive in replacing him people like Gallagher or Rafinha like we mentioned before be maybe more passive on Gallagher because there's reason to be maybe it's yeah I think with a player like Antonio like if any player is blanked for six game weeks then see not <laughs> it is a see you, isn't it there's no waiting we might still come good again like he's out of form simple as and I think a lot of the players who have Kane like me made that mistake like there was no sign that Kane was going to be good like he's out of form he's not picking up form he's there's good objective reason why he's out of form. Spurs themselves haven't looked good. Like there was no reason apart from his legacy legacy yeah. to take the punt. And with Antonio now, we're relying on legacy. Like five weeks is a long time in FPL, isn't it? Like, oh, it's like a, see you later. It's ancient history. So if you haven't scored as a striker in six weeks, then you're, you're garbage. You're done, kid. To me, you're FPL done. wise, yeah. And then when he comes good again, get him again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's really hard to predict when a player like that will come back into form, isn't it? It's almost impossible to pick, I think, no matter the underlying data. I mean, yeah, it's um, go for the form players, as you always should. Perfect. Uh, Wishy-washy, but that's because, you know, there is no set set plan there. So, yeah. Back yourself. So washy. Yeah, back yourself. <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> your, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the Good. game. Pod Stop done. advice. <laughs> uh, great. So that's the questions covered. Some Happy specific, days. some broad. And then we're just going to look into our plans now. Um, yeah. And then we're going to stop because, you know, the game weeks are coming thick and fast. So you don't want a long droning explanation of what could happen. But no, no. We'll give Jack, you one you yeah, you, <laughs> you mentioned you've got plans and questions. Yeah, so help me out. You. Let's go. What are you thinking, Game Week 15? Help me out, Josh. So I've got two transfers to make because I rolled it. Uh, I need Jotter in is, is where I've, I've decided. So I've got Salah, Mane and Trent. So I was riding the Mane differential bus. And it's come good some weeks, but on the whole, it's worse. Because even though he's, he's matched Jotter for points... Over the last few weeks, he's five million more of four million more, maybe. Yeah, four or five million more expensive. So obviously it's not worth me having him really compared to Jota. So I'm going to downgrade him to Jota. So that's locked in. The question is what I do with that money and my second transfer. So my options are I hate him, Buemo. I hate him. So even I forgave Kane because I thought actually he could have done something. And Buemo wasn't looking like doing anything. He had a terrible game. He did. He missed a couple of cities the game before as well, which was frustrating. And he just doesn't look like he's got good technique. It's weird. He just doesn't look very good a player, frankly. And I hate seeing him on my team. So I want to get him out. The trouble is he's cheap. So he's worth he's worth 5.5. So he's the cheapest player. I can afford to get in because of the Mane money. If I tell, I'm going to do it live on air. So if I bring Jota in, I've got 4 million to spend. So I've got 9.5 if I get rid of Mbwemo. So that opens me up to most players. So I'm thinking Bernardo Silva, potentially. I'm thinking Mason Mount, 
who I don't think is getting a lot of love, but he is, whenever he plays for Chelsea, he seems to bag. Uh, the only issue with him is the rotation potential. So there's either that. So that it's those two I'm looking at, or I keep, I bloody well keep and Bwebo another week. <laughs> and I do what I mentioned earlier by getting rid of Rafinha and bringing in Son for Rafinha. You've got Norwich, and so I ride then with Son and Kane against Norwich and Jota and Salah and and that. So that's that's my dilemma. What would you do as me? That's that's a tight call. Um, what mm. I would say is Rafinha. It, it sounds like it comes down to Rafinha and Bernardo against Embuemo and Son. It does come down to that exact thing. And so I what well, I think what you're asking for there is whether Embuemo, uh, sorry, Son can outperform Rafinha and Bernardo because Embuemo is doing nothing. Um, and I don't, I don't know if he really, really is. I don't know if he really can. So I don't Good think there's it. a big enough gulf between Bernardo and Son to justify bringing in um, Son over him. So mm. I'd probably keep Rafinha and go Bernardo, you've got you know Jota in in replacement for for Mane there, and you'll probably kick some money in the bank um, in case you need to upgrade anyone later on. Yeah, I think that is very well put. I think I'm going to do that. Um, the other only other thing I was thinking of, I thought you were going to say um, Rafinha potentially to uh, sorry Bremo potentially to Bernardo Mount or Sancho. I don't think you can get yeah. to him there, but you can get to him from Rafinha, I think, can't you? I can. I don't think Sancho's worth it yet. No, he didn't do enough in that Arsenal game for me to think, oh, the next hot thing. I don't think yeah. he is the next hot thing. Certainly not for 9.5. No, he's um, not in the same category as Mount, Bernardo or... Jota um, or those 7.7 to 8ers. Now he's nowhere near that value. He might turn into that, but now at the moment, no. Um, but thanks for the advice, Joshua. That's great. Yeah, I'll, the only uh, caveat is I'm scared of Sun actually. He but is scary. I'm scared of he, Bernardo as well. So. Yeah, he's scared. I've got Kane, so got that weird yep, yeah. Spurs cover that might not be real, but and if I can get Sun. If I downgrade Kane next week, I can maybe get Sun instead in another move. So Sun's not out of the equation. Um, nice. Yeah, there we go. So that's me, man. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I was toying with getting DS out for a Chelsea defender, but obviously now he's you know, he's hauled it. It's kind of, he's not terrible. It's reminded me that he's not terrible and that is not a move that I need to rush into. Um, mm. So what I'm looking at now is replacing my front line, which is Antonio and Vardy and going mm. Antonio to King, if they don't have a great fixture this week. Joshua. But they do afterwards. And then Vardy to Ronaldo. Mm. What, have you, got two, have you got two moves to make? Have you? Got two moves, yeah. Nice. Ooh, tasty. Josh King over Dennis? Well, it's only because of AFCON, but then thinking about it, he's probably got four or five games between now and AFCON. He's not guaranteed AFCON either, is he? He's, he's not. He's on that first list, but you're right. He's, he might not be in it. But mm. I know what you mean. Underlying stats still, up until recently, were generally with King. They were. But Dennis is getting the points. He so. seems to just scramble a goal a game, doesn't he? It's interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, 
I mean, I know that is massively still overperforming, but back the guy when he's in form, right? So mm. that's not going to be an easy call. Probably nothing between it. Um, but it doesn't change what I can do. Like the extra money that I get from picking Dennis, which isn't too much, doesn't suddenly mean I can do anything right. massive. Fair, fair. More than enough cash to get Travardi to Ronaldo. So I'm not over. I'm not thinking too much about whether it's Kane or Dennis, King or Dennis. It's um, trying to get to Ronaldo was my target, really. Yeah. Cool. So that does mean keeping Tony, who, although he wasn't quite as bad as Mbwemo, <laughs> he was still not great in that game. No, he's. They weren't very good generally, Brentford, were they? No, um, it's, it was really I'm sad to watch. It was quite sad to watch how bad they were. Like, I remember yeah. seeing them against Liverpool thinking, what a team this is. You know, right. Courageous, well-drilled, hungry. And I saw the opposite, you know, last night. Saw the absolute opposite of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, would be looking to get rid of Tony if, if I didn't need the extra cash to get to Ronaldo. Cristiano, interesting. Taking the plunge. Yeah, just with that fix, I think he's going to smash some teams, isn't he? With that fixture on there. He's so good, isn't he? He really is class. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate to Can't say argue it. with Cristiano. Can't argue with him. That's it. Uh, there we go. Quickie, Lovely. job done. In and out. In and out. So that's, yeah, our plans for Game Week 15. Um, we will obviously come back next week review everything how our predictions went and then uh keep on going as these fixtures get crazy never ends never ends never ends until jan until uh, jan let's go cool yeah like subscribe thanks a lot guys have a good game yeah. week beautiful uh yeah take it easy jack see you speak to you soon see you later see you later bye bye